Hi, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here. This is the Sports Psychology Hour Facebook Live show. And over the past few years, in addition to my radio show, which I've hosted for 32 years, we've launched the Sports Psychology Hour as a podcast show, and now we're doing it via live stream. I'm in my 42nd year of work as a sports psychologist, been on the radio for 32 years here in Kansas City. Every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m., it's the Sports Psychology Hour. And I want to invite you to listen to the episodes of our shows. I've got podcasts for close to 10 years on my website. It's on winnersunlimited.com. Click on the podcast tab at the top of the page, and you'll be able to listen to episodes of the show. And we're doing a whole new series of conversations focusing on athletes and coaches. And today, I've, and Julia, I don't want to mess up your last name, so I'm going to have you say it. Julia Viscosal. Viscosal, yep. Okay, I got it right. Okay, great. That was good. <laughs> okay, she's been kind enough to join us. She is in, what's that? You're in Connecticut, right? Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm two for two. Okay. She's the head cheerleading coach at Greenwich High School. Mm-hmm. And she's been kind enough to take some time out and talk with us tonight. She's been coaching for, for quite a while, JV, freshman, varsity. And she, you also teach math. Yes. Okay. So we, maybe we should talk about math for a while. Okay. Um, let, me, let me tell you, I, I, I do this show every week to talk to different coaches about mindsets and attitudes, mental health. And we're on social media right now, which to me is a positive and a negative type of thing. Mm-hmm. And since you're at the high school level, let's just sort of start out with that. What's your opinion as a coach about social media? What do you see the benefits and the negatives of it? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. I, there's definitely both benefits and negatives. I think one huge benefit, especially in the cheer world is that, um, cheerleading is really coming. It's, uh, it's just starting to become big on social media, especially. Um, and so that's, that's definitely been a huge motivator for my athletes. Um, you know, they see all these, these athletes that are, that are succeeding in the sport and they want to be like them and they want to, to push to, to get these skills that those athletes are getting. So that's been a huge, that's been a huge advantage and huge, um, positive to social media. Um, at the same time, you know, it's, they're constantly comparing themselves to other people and they're constantly comparing themselves to, you know, just other athletes around that we compete against and, and things like that. Um, which, you know, sometimes it can motivate them. Um, but sometimes it's, it, there's also, there's definitely negatives to that as well. And they're always wondering what, you know, other teams are doing and what, what we should be doing differently or what we should be doing better. Um, so I think that's definitely the biggest negative that I see. Um, and I just see that I see that across the high school, you know, in my classroom and, you know, it, it's constant. They're just on their phones constantly. So um, that's definitely a negative that I see. But uh, so it's just definitely balancing the two and, and, you know, having them recognize what's important and what 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 is beneficial to them as well. So yeah. you're coaching a sport of young ladies. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're out there doing, you know, just like gymnastics, they're, they're putting their bodies in very difficult situations sometimes. Yeah. They're young women. So the social media stuff that can come out about that can be pretty ugly at times. Can it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how do you deal with that as a coach? Because one of the things, one of the things that I focus on with, with all the professional athletes that I work with is get off social media during yeah. your season. Don't look at, you know, if you want to, if you have a private account with your family, that's one thing, but don't listen to all the stuff everybody has to say about you who doesn't know you. 
yeah. at the high school level, you know, the stuff that goes out there, I know is all over the place. So how do you, how do you handle that as a coach? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I kind of lean towards the same thing. Get off social media. Like that's, that's not what's important right now. What's, what's important is focusing on our season, our team, focusing on what you can do to improve and, and help your team and, and things like that. Um, especially I, I think with our sport too, it's, so we compete, but we also have the job of like cheering on the other athletes. And, you know, and I think that the social media that, that can just go with that is it can be ugly. It could be, you know, people that are, you know, posting pictures of us and say, Oh, they're not athletes. They're just cheering or they're just doing this, you know? And so I, I think that that is an important thing that I tell my girls, you know, get, don't, don't worry about it. Don't listen to that. That's not, that's not real life. That's not important. That's, you know, like focus on your sport and what makes you happy and what you're doing here. So. As a coach, along the lines of that, how do you deal with parents? You know, parents, obviously, I got a smile on you on that one. So there's the right. That's a big issue at times, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, and for a lot of different reasons, I think uh, one big thing is, um, you know, you know, I'm sure like there's the, not everybody makes the mat. Right. So there's you can't you can have a substitute, but it's way different in cheerleading as opposed to like where you can sub someone in for football. If someone gets hurt, someone else goes in. Um, you know, we work months for this two and a half minute routine. And, uh, so yes, I have alternates. Um, but I'm not like switching those, those alternates in every practice. So that's the biggest, that's where I see a lot of parent pushback and like, why did my daughter not make Matt type thing? Um, so it's a lot of just, conversations and communicating with them and really, um, communicating with the athletes too, and, and helping them to understand, like, this is what you need in order to, to be competing on the mat. This is what you need to work towards in order to get a spot on the mat. Um, and that's a lot of how I try to deal with the parents too. Um, do you, you have know, a preseason, do you have a preseason meeting where you explain all the rules and yes. guidelines and things like yes. that? Exactly. Yes. We have a preseason meeting, um, before we make, we make uh, decisions on who makes Matt and who doesn't make Matt. Um, and then I meet with the athletes when I tell them who makes Matt and who doesn't. Uh, and then that's when usually parents will reach out and say they want to meet with me too. Um, and I'll usually have the athletes in on the conversation as well, because, you know, they're high school, they're, they're, they're old enough to be in on that conversation. And, you know, um, they're the ones that are at practice. They're the ones that may not be throwing the skills that I need to be seeing um, that the parents might not realize either. So um, definitely having the athletes involved in the conversations with the parents as well. Um, I think that's, that's, I think that's a great idea because yeah. I mean, why just talk to the parents, have everybody involved so that everybody gets on the same page. Right. What would be the most difficult conversation you've had to have with a parent? Um, when their athlete doesn't make the mat, um, you know, it's heartbreaking for some of these girls, they, they work, they all work so hard. And especially, you know, last, last season, I had a, a senior who didn't make Matt and it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a difficult conversation because, um, that's what they worked for. Um, and I just have to remind them, you know, they still could make Matt, they still could push to be on the map, but, um, they have to have that mindset of, you know, wanting to improve and wanting to be a team player. And, uh, so that that's, it's difficult. It's definitely, I've definitely had my difficult conversations with that. So, so along the lines of, of, of not making the mat and, and being yeah. there, we, we see such a high rate of depression amongst teenage, especially amongst young girls. Yeah. How do you deal with that as a coach? Cause I'm sure you probably have some girls who've shown signs of depression or high anxiety before. So what, yeah. What would your role be and, and how do you handle it? Because I always say a good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, I think 
I just, I like to, I really make it a goal of mine to check in with all of my, my athletes. Um, and you know, when practice first starts, I can kind of gauge the room and see who's off maybe that day or something like that. But I really just, I, I make it a goal to check in during practice and just, and just see where they're at. Um, especially those girls that are alternates that maybe didn't make Matt. I try to give them a job so that they, they don't feel like they're, you know, just sitting there doing nothing. So like what, you know, they're my right-hand man. Like they can check and make sure that the athletes that are on the mat are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They can make sure that the music is playing when it's supposed to be played. Um, things like that, just to, just so that they still feel like a, an important part of the team and like a team player. So what's your, what's your opinion about them being in, in a, a dating relationship during the, during the season? How do you feel about that? Because I know, I know there are some coaches that I've, I've dealt with before even at the high school level, say, sorry, you're not allowed to have be in a relationship, dating relationship during the season. Yeah, and, that's and I think that's ridiculous, but there are some coaches who like to have that control. Yeah, no, I I I wouldn't say I would I would, you know, tell them that they can't be in a relationship. I've never really had to deal with um something where a relationship has affected their practice time. Like I feel like they they're all good about, you know, they're at practice, they're not on their phones, they're not focusing on, you know boyfriend issues. And once in a while, one time I had a girl who like her boyfriend broke up with her and, you know, it affected the whole practice. She was really upset, but, um, I don't think that they should like not be able to be in a relationship as long as they're, they're, they're focusing when they're at practice and, you know, they're leaving. I always say, leave your problems at the door when you're at practice, you're, you know, it's time to focus. And I think too, cheerleading for me growing up when, you know, I cheered for however many years, it was always my outlet and it was always my like escape from, from life. (laughs) Um, Um, And that's what I try to tell the girls too. You know, this is your time. This is your escape. This is when you're not thinking about anything else but cheer. So, um, yeah. And I think that helps them. You know, mental health has been talked about in the last five, six years with athletes uh, more so than ever before. And Mm -hmm. we're seeing so many prominent athletes come out and share their stories, whether it's Kevin Love, the NBA player, now the Miami Heat, former with the the Cleveland Cavaliers, or Naomi Osaka or Simone Biles Mm -hmm. talking about, pressure and stress and, and, and depression and coping with, with all those things. How do you handle that as a coach? Cause, cause your coaches wear many hats in my opinion, when you're out there, you've got to be a friend, you've got to be a disciplinarian, you've got to be a guide, you've got to be a good listener. I always say good, good coaches are good listeners or excuse me, good coaches are good communicators. Great coaches are good listeners. Mm-hmm. So where do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's, it's super, super important. And it's just, it's just another thing that I, I try to make sure that I'm aware at all times, you know, and I like, if, if somebody's off one day or something like that, I just want to make sure that I, I, you, you have to be able to read the room and make, and, and, and un, check it and be able to check in with every single athlete. So you, I do think that's super important. And, um, I have had athletes who, you know, who have struggled with mental health and, um, so just, just being there for them, you know, and, and I'll be sure to, you know, say you did a great job today or, um, or sometimes they even just need a break and they need to step out of the room and and come back in and, and, and have a clean slate. I think another huge thing with this sport is just the mental block aspect that comes with it. Like with they're throwing themselves and yeah, like there's fear of getting fear of getting hurt. If you're getting hurt, even, even when they've done the skill before, you know, and then they have this mental block and it's, it's such, it's such a mental game for them. And, uh, just, I, I just try to continue to give them that positive, uh, you know, just tell them that I know they can do it. And I want, 
I want them to see that I'm still proud of them and that they're working through this. Um, that's definitely my, my go-to is I just want to show them that I'm always supporting them and, and you know, that, that the mental block and the fear might be there. You know, I've experienced it too, but we work through it and we find ways to push past it and persevere and, and your teammates are still going to be proud of you. And you're, you know, you're going to, you can do this is, is my, my mentality. <laughs> so. so if you, if you've got somebody has a fear of a dismount or something like yeah. that off, off, of, off of routine, mm-hmm. how do you try and push them through that? What do you say to them? How do you work with them to try to overcome that? So it depends, like if they've done, let's say they've done the dismount before and now they, and now they have a fear. Cause I think that happens a lot, you know, where they, where they've, they've done it. And then one time something went off and, you know, maybe they fell or, or something like that. I just, I want them to imagine themselves doing it over and over and over again, because they've done it before. I know they can do it again and get out of your head and, and, you know, don't think about the fear. Um, and also just having, you know, bringing their teammates around them and, and maybe having extra spots so that they just feel safer and, and, uh, and have that extra support around them too. I think that helps. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what, um, let me ask you this question. Cause I, I have uh, had, Numerous callers on my show talk to me about uh, practices that coaches schedule and demand you, you be at. And I want to bring up a specific scenario. It was with a dance team, sort of similar to, to cheer in a sense. But I had an eighth grade. Uh, this was a caller on my radio show a few years ago. A caller called up. It was their fourth daughter at this high school. She, was, she tried out for the dance team, made the dance team as an eighth grader. Okay. Then they had a, a meeting. A parents meeting with all the young girls that made the team and the coach came on and said well okay here are our rules we you're not allowed to miss practice unless you're in the hospital or you have a fever of 103 mm-hmm. and th- this mom then was concerned because over christmas break they were going on her parents 50th wedding anniversary cruise that they planned for a couple of years so yeah. she went up to the coach and said look uh, i'm so happy my daughter made the team but we have an issue you you mentioned Practices mandatory over Thanksgiving and Christmas. So Christmas, we're going on a cruise with my parents. And the coach then said, well, you have two choices. You can either go on the cruise with your daughter and she'll be off the team or she stays back and is on the team and misses the cruise. How do you feel about something like that? So that, that's so interesting because I, I've kind of had a similar um, thing happen. I've had similar things happen. So uh, it's hard, especially in, in the sport of cheerleading, because Everybody's got, it's a, it's a group, but you got, you need yeah. everybody there. Right? You need everybody there. Everybody has a specific job. And if one person is missing, that whole entire group can't work. And the whole routine isn't going to be complete. You know, like there's pyramids and you need, you need everybody there. And so I, attendance is super important. And if i I feel if you give the, if, if, if I give the athletes enough notice, then they, they need to be there. Um, and I have had that issue, uh, um, where, you know, athletes are going away and it's, it's break and, you know, we want, we want to go away. And, um, I did have my athlete, she, she missed, she missed practices all week and we pulled someone up from JV and they competed that week, um, because we needed someone there and she had to earn her way back onto the, onto the mat. And, uh, so I, I do, I, I get it. And it's hard. Like I, I, I sympathize, you know, I, I want them to enjoy their family vacations and all that stuff too. But there's that aspect of if we want to compete and we want to do well, the whole team needs to be there and you need to be committed. So um, yeah, what was interesting, what was interesting about that, this is just a caller I had on my show. Yeah. She said that her daughter then tried out for the rival high school 
which was tryouts where after this had happened, she made that team, but they, she went up to the coach beforehand and asked her, hmm. and the coach said, if your daughter doesn't go on the cruise, I'll kick her off the team. Ah, so yeah. I think it's all perspective. I mean, yeah, you have to have it like practicing during holidays and things like that when people want to be gone. You, you, you've got to juggle how you handle all that, right? Yeah. It's not the easiest thing to do. No, and it, it's so when it's my, it's our holiday break, right? Like for, for December break, I'll let them go away. I don't, I don't love it because I wish we were practicing, but it's not like crunch time competition season, you know? So that's how I try to juggle it. And then when we get our, our really crunch time, I mean, our comp- competition season starts January. So I, I don't like when they're away in December, but I do want to give them their time so that then come our, our really busy season in February, like nobody should be away. So that's how I try to handle it too. Um, let them, you know, give them some time to, to figure out when they can do their vacations, but then, have, you know, when it's time to be serious, it's time to be serious. <laughs> Well, have you ever had a young lady who's just been so depressed and down that she just needed to take time off and get away? Um, never for like a long, like an extended time. I've had where she just couldn't practice that day and she just needed, you know, needed a break. And yes, that I, I'm not going to put her in and make her throw someone in the air because that could be dangerous too, you know, and, and she just needs a break. And that's, that's totally understandable. And that's different. Um, I think, but I've never had for an extended amount of time. So, yeah. What do you feel the biggest challenge today you have coaching high school athletes? What, what do you feel that is? What would be the biggest challenge for you right now? I think their self-confidence. I think that it's, that's what they struggle with the most. So in turn, like it, it, it shows and it's, it's, it's me like just trying to build them up and, you know, show them that they can do this and they, you know, they're more than capable um, there's just so many, so, how, so tell us, excuse me. So Julia, so how do you do that? How do you coach them to build their confidence up? Cause yeah. I work with that all the time and that, and you're right. That's probably the most, uh, prominent issue I have to deal with, with young people all the time. Yeah. I, I really, I think it's just supporting them, telling them that I'm proud of them, I think is a, is a huge thing. And, um, just praising them. And, you know, before we go out on the mat, we have, I have them say like, I'm strong, I'm confident, I can do this. Just like believing in self-affirmation. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge. That's huge. So, yeah. What is, so confidence is obviously the biggest topic, but what do you think causes them to lose their confidence? What, what is the, the main theme that you sort of see with young, young women today, young girls today, teenage girls today, that makes their confidence go down, fall apart? Yeah, that's a good question. I, they just, like, why do they not, I don't, I don't, yeah, they just don't think they're good enough for some reason, you know, or, and it's maybe it's one thing in the sport, at least like if one thing falls and then that's what they focus on the one time that it fell, the one time that the sun fell is what they focus on every single time. And then that's when they get in their heads and then that's when it will fall again. You know? So I think, um, that's how, what brings their confidence down. If, if they think it's their fault or this or that, and then, yeah. So. Is it, is it the pressure to be perfect? Yes. Yes. Which, which of course, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have uh, all these young athletes that come in my office and they'll say, well, I'm a perfectionist. Mm. And then my response to them is, well, who's perfect? Who do you know who's perfect? Well, besides, unless they say God, nobody. Right. Yeah. And I'll go, okay, so if nobody's perfect and you're a perfectionist, where does that me- me- leave you? And, and it's funny, the looks on their face like, oh. Um, so I'm sure you, you're trying to get the perfect routines down. 
Yeah. But you've got how many girls out there when you've got a pyramid? How many are out there at one time? Uh, so we have 11 on the map. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Smaller team. Yeah. Yep. So you've got to get them all to be in the same place, mentally, physically, psychologically, yeah. emotionally at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. What's, so when you, when you get them all there mm-hmm. and, and things work well, what do you, what do you hear them saying? What is it about when they've had success that, that seems to, you know, f- breed that to, to grow? You know, when they and uh, when they are, are doing their best and they are succeeding is when they're having fun. Like and I uh, that's uh, I just want to stop. Here. Excuse me, I want to stop you right there. You hit it right on the head. Yeah. OK. I co-authored a book called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches and Athletes Through Sports with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and USA Swimming Hall of Fame coach Pete Malone. Our fourth chapter is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. Yeah. It's got to be fun, right? If it's not fun, why do it? Yeah. And that's what I, yeah, that's, that's when I see them having the most success is when they're just having fun and they're not thinking about it and they just go out there and do what they love. So yeah. When they're not, okay. You just hit something on the head as well. Not thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What's the typical GPA of the athletes that you have? Um, three, three to four, 3.0, 4.0. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all smart young ladies. They're smart. Yeah. What a smart, what a smart athletes do. They think. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's better to have a group of them that aren't that smart because when they screw up, they don't care about it. Right. Yeah. That's true. So, so the biggest challenge you've got is, is with building their confidence, learning to, to accept the fact that they're going to fail and that it's part of what goes on to not let it destroy them and knock them down. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to do that, what are the results that come out of that? What do you see happening? Uh, the, it's, that's when we, that's when we succeed. That's when they hit their routine. That's when they are smiling the most and, and, you know, and have the most fun. So <laughs> when you start, start the season, mm-hmm. do you set goals for the team or do you let them set the goals? Um, we normally will sit around and we'll all set a goal. So they'll set an individual goal and then we'll set a team goal together. Um, yeah. So then everyone can kind of talk and say their own, their own thing for the team. Yeah. And, and when you're hitting obstacles or potholes along the way of trying to achieve those, how do you try to get them to work through that with, from the confidence perspective, especially? Yeah, we talk, we think back to guys, what were our, what were our goals? How are we going to get back there? The thing that I like to say to them all the time is to trust the process. Like we are, we are going to hit those obstacles, um, but you just have to trust the process and you have to trust why we're here and what we're doing and what we're working towards. Um, I have a, a baseball bat in my office that a, a major league uh, player gave me. And one of the things he says on there is the less I think, the better I am mm-hmm. control the controllables. Okay. Yeah. And I found that with, with so many athletes, when they start trying to overthink, mm-hmm. they start to, that leads to worry. The worry leads to fear and then their confidence falls apart. Yeah. You, how do you feel about that? Totally. I com- I could see it as you're saying that I could see my athletes doing that. <laughs> and then they're, you know, they worry and then they're, then they don't throw their tumbling and then it's just a, yeah, I could totally see that. So, <laughs> so before we wrap up, I want to ask a couple of things pertaining to being a coach. Mm-hmm. What is, what do you feel the biggest challenge today of being a coach of high school athletes is? And at the same time, what are the, what are the positives that come out? Um, that's a, that's a good question. I think the biggest challenge is there's so many, how do I like everybody, what do the parents want me to do? What does the school expect from me? There's just so many different, um, 
expectations or like what like what is being asked of me to do almost <laughs> you know and then like I want to win but I, I I want everybody to be happy at the same time you know like it's just it's all of that trying to trying to make it trying to please everybody but have a a competitive program at the same time. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Makes hundred percent sense. Yeah. Listen, I, I really enjoyed talking with you tonight. I can tell from your enthusiasm that anyone that's being coached by you is going to have a lot of fun with it. Thank you. I, Thank you, you. I can see you make, even though I'm sure you can probably get on them sometimes you probably, I think you probably make practice fun most of the Thanks. time. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I do love to make it fun and I, I love this sport so much and I love my athletes so much. So it's, it's, I want them this to be their happy place. So. Yeah. Well, Julia, tell us if anyone wants to get a hold of you, Greenwich High School, how can they reach you? Yeah, sure. Um, so email would probably be the best way. Um, so my email address is Julia underscore and then my last name. So V-Y-S-K-O-C-I-L at Greenwich.k12.ct.us. So. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's just been a fascinating interview. I love your enthusiasm. Thank you. I love your enthusiasm. I'm sure... The, the young ladies that are being coached by you are going to have a great time with you because I can tell you love what you're doing and thank that that's going to breed success with everybody. So thank you so much for joining us. And I really appreciate yeah. it. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, if you've enjoyed our conversation tonight, visit my website, which is winnersunlimited.com where you can click on the podcast tab to listen to episodes of this show or connect with me. You can get a hold of me at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Take care. Have a great week. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye.